2: News, Notes, and Nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Our buddy, our blues insider from The Athletic, the one, the only, Jeremy Rutherford, has joined us here in studio. Great to have you with us. Yes. Thank you, yes. Thank you guys.
3: Yeah, I don't think the hosts from the other shows are listening, so how's my favorite peeps? There you, there you go. go. Thank Even you. if they are, no worry about it. <laughs>
1: we know that you love us the best anyway.
2: So, uh, let's start with this. What do you think the Cardinals should do with Wilson Contreras? <laughs> oh!
0: actually, that, actually, that's why I
3: came in. I was driving from my house to Centene. Practice starts in a little bit, and this is kind of on the way. And I heard Kerry. He's going bananas. Like, I got to get in there and calm Kerry down. Holy smokes. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm losing it. I am
0: absolutely losing it. They are. It's frustrating, man. I, I mean, this man has gone through a lot in his first season in, in a Cardinal uniform, and to have those reports coming out, I guess a week before the season ends is, is, is well, not even four days before the season ends. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it and feels I, bad. Yeah, and I, I feel know bad. there's been a lot
3: of talk about you know both sides. You know, are the Cardinals at fault? What about can, can Contreras? Can he do more? But I believe what you're saying, Carrie, Like, if if uh, a team signed me to be a sprinter and then I get here and they find out that I'm not a sprinter, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna
0: be a little bit frustrated. Hey, what am I gonna do? Yeah,
2: but yeah. let's take it to. Uh, let's see if we can make a comp here. When the Blues tried to trade Tory Krug, were they telling us we made a mistake and we're moving on?
3: I think so. I think that uh, Doug Armstrong signs that seven-year deal and they feel like he's a guy who can fit here for the long term, obviously. And then they make that deal three years into it, or try to make that deal at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he, of course, declined it with uh, his no-trade clause. You are admitting a mistake at that point. Now, the Blues could step back and say wait a minute we're three years into this thing he's been banged up he isn't the type of player that we need anymore so things have changed Mm -hmm. since we signed that contract I guess that could be your argument but at the same time you're looking at a player Sandheim with eight years left on the deal and you don't know if he's going to be the right fit but you're willing to to move Krug just to move him. Yeah.
1: It is interesting because, you know, also before all that happened with Krug, with the moves and stuff, you had Scott Perunovich and them resigning him. So then it seemed like, oh, they are going to try to move on from Torrey Krug because you see them as very similar players, obviously age difference, but still similar in size and all that. How do you how do they handle this moving forward with Krug coming back here soon? Obviously, he's been out skating and Scott Perunovich how do they manage this with those two
3: yeah brooke it's it's going to be difficult i think because of this numbers game on the blue line you're talking about eight or nine deep if you include Kylie rosen who carry my <laughs> guy should be, rosen. Involved. <laughs> <laughs> should be involved my there, guy but, you know when this krug injury happened obviously we didn't think it was going to be anything that stretched into november but you thought maybe he's not ready for the start of the regular season but it looks like he's going to be ready he was a, a a practice player yesterday with the group. And so he expects to be ready for opening night, October 12th. Meanwhile, you have Scott Prinovich, who doesn't need to clear waivers, so he can be sent down. Is there room for both of those guys on the roster? I'll tell you what, they're giving a good hard look at Scott Prinovich, playing him again tonight in Chicago. With Colton Preko. he's been playing a lot with him here in camp. Are they taking a look at that? Letty and Falk have played a little bit together. Are they looking at that as a potential second pair? Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, Craig Bruby all over Prinovich. It just seemed like he's riding his tail uh, to be a better player in this camp. And I think they're pushing him to, to see what he's got. Can they count on him to be in the top six? Scott Prinovich I don't think is a guy that you want to put as your seventh guy. Or you know, if you have to, you send him to Springfield. But I think that uh, they're giving him a good hard look right now.
1: Well, and with Scott Prunovich and the Colton Pareco pairing, I think that's very interesting because I think a lot of people would say that Colton Pareco was possibly at his best when he was with Jay Meister. that size, having those two together. And there is a size difference between Colton Pareko and Scott Prunovich. Why do you think this pairing could work out possibly? Well,
3: I think it could work because uh, they're both guys who can skate and, and also Pareco really specializes now. His role has changed. He's back in the D zone. You know, I did that story a couple weeks ago where I did the, listed the D zone starts for Colton Preko, and he's right up there top in the league in terms of D zone starts. And that would allow Scott Prinovich to play his game, get up ice. Now, the one thing is, I talk about Craig Bruby being all over Scott Perinovich recently here in campus. He wants him to move the puck faster. If you're going to play that type of game and you're going to be that guy and we're, we're going to put you in a pairing with Colton Preko, we need you to move the puck. And he hasn't necessarily in the preseason he had a good game the first game the other night uh, but i think as they as they've looked at him the last game and then also here in the practices move that puck quicker that's what craig bruby was emphasizing yesterday
0: Jared, what's the difference, what's going to be the difference from this season's team to last season's team? Because at the end of the year, you you pretty much got a lot of the guys returning from last year's team, a couple of new additions, but what's going to be different from what you saw at the end of the season to, to the beginning of this season?
3: Yeah, Kerry, so off the ice, I'll start right there, and then I'll get to on the ice. O- off the ice, I really feel like this has a different – feel to it going into the year last year you had kairu thomas signing the big contracts you kind of heard rumblings that some veterans were upset about that especially when kairu's not one of your hardest workers Mm -hmm. you know then you have the tarasinko's got his one foot out the door what's going to happen with ryan o'reilly there was just a lot going on before you even dropped the puck and then you lose the eight games early on in the season and it just kind of snowballed so i i feel like that's gone and i feel like there is a good vibe so far in camp uh and then you look on the ice and i think that you can't do much when you're handcuffed with the long-term contracts they tried to make the tory krug trade couldn't so on defense you're kind of just hoping for something good to happen with this defense and that just last year was an aberration and it's going to come together you know i think up front you're going to count on the same guys the same top six guys but you're also looking at a situation where there's a lot of guys in that prove it mode right with kevin hayes with jacob varana with Kasperi Kappen and those guys. So, you know, how do those situations play out? And then as I wrote the other day, those are some big bodies in the bottom mm-hmm. six on the mm-hmm. fours. Tori Krug said it the other day after he talked about his situation, you know, with this summer. He Then he after that he said, man, these bodies, th- this is a big forward group to go right. against. So there wasn't a lot they could change because of the contracts, but I think what Doug Armstrong did change,
2: you know, looks to be pretty promising. If Jake Neighbors can play 72 games this year, what do they expect him to be?
3: Yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised that Craig Bruby, a week or so ago, kind of labeled him. He said, I see him as an identity player, which I don't disagree with. It's just that I felt he was young enough and hadn't had enough opportunity to maybe be a a middle six player and show what he can do and play a long stretch, you know. The past couple camps he's come in, am I going back to junior? Am I going to Springfield? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. So you get to that situation year three where, okay, let me prove what I can be. And Craig Bruby said, for me, he's an identity player. And they've got him skating on the fourth line Mm -hmm. early in camp. So he might, I think he's in the lineup tonight uh, going to Chicago. Maybe he gets an opportunity to play up the lineup tonight. Uh, We're not sure. But if he can play 72 games, to me he's a guy that, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, Randy, but I think in the next couple years you can – I can see Jake Neighbors being a dependable guy who makes good plays, good decisions. Can help you, I think, at least on that third line. Maybe, maybe. a forty-five point fifteen. 15-30, yeah, maybe 30, climb up. 15, fifteen goals, thirty assists. I kind think of guy. fifteen goals, thirty. Can 30. Pass. Yeah, he can, he can. But to me, what. When Jake Naber's career is over and we look back at what kind of player he was, I think we're always going to look at him as a guy who had a head on his shoulders and put other players' teammates in good positions and got the job done. It might not always be flashy, uh, but I don't see him as a fourth-line guy who's just going to be a, a, an energy guy who
2: can bang and, and things like that. I think that he's more than that. Yeah, and that was a real issue, I know, late in the career of Ted Williams, is having the head on his shoulders. Uh, oh,
1: really? no! A different type of That's head. so bad. It's a
2: different type of head, right? Now. Oh, so, you know, yeah. it's a little <laughs> different being in
3: studio you can see the joke coming yes. as opposed to being on I the it. line you can, yes. see, his wheel you right can now. see it you can see
1: it happening out uh, well I wanted to ask you about this so the athletic you guys have an article out right now one of your colleagues Joe Smith talking about Pat Maroon and how he's the ultimate glue guy just stories around the league and we know we know what Pat Maroon did here in St. Louis and he will always be a St. Louis legend and he was a glue guy you saw that in person I saw it in person of how he really brought the team together. Together and was like that piece that was needed for that Stanley Cup. Who is the glue guy that you think is for the or is glue guy for the Blues this season? Possibly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, You sit here and think about it. You know, I think that Kevin Hayes could be that guy. I think he's just so well liked, and I don't know a ton about him yet. I'm just going by stories that you hear from his previous stops, and also talking to Matthew Kachuk, who's related to him. He's that type of guy who likes to to bring guys together. Of course, Braden Shen is, but that's kind of uh, you know different tier when you talk about the captain. But yeah, I really do think that uh, that Kevin Hayes could. Be that guy. But I, I just feel like a cloud's been lifted from mm. the locker room and that's a combination of the things that I said earlier and and, and so I think that when you, you lose a Vladimir Tarasenko and a lot of people were on edge when he was around and now you bring in a Kevin Hayes, I, I just think that that is going to put these guys in a better spot is probably going to allow them to play better hockey. So we'll see what Kevin brings on the ice but I think in terms of bringing him into the locker room he's already off to a good start.
0: JR, a name that keeps getting brought up. You brought, you talked about Jake Neighbors, but a name that keeps getting brought up is Nick Ritchie. What have you seen from him and, and his his push to make this team and maybe push someone out?
3: Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I was watching practice yesterday and Cam Jansen walked in, and as you guys know, I was like, as soon as he walks in, it's like a tornado. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, "How about Ritchie? How about Ritchie?" And I say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes up, but he's got to have that tied down. He's got to have the you know sweater tied down. So he gets in the fight. Nick Ritchie did the other night yeah. after he had the assist. It was a bummer to see him leave after the you know in the middle of the second period there you'd like to see if he could uh, continue playing the game that he was you know Kerry I I like him I think that he's got a really good chance to make the team I touched on the fact the other day you look at this guy he's 6'3", 236 and that just adds to the size that we're talking about like if you if you take the weight of a projected top or I'm sorry bottom six with Nick Richie in it 215, 215. Yeah. This is hockey. Yes. Like, that's that's insane. Um, and it's not that you need somebody to drop the gloves, but what Craig Berube is looking for, as you guys know, you've been talking to Rivers, that uh, he wants them finishing their checks. He wants them playing physical, which does that. I
0: feel like they needed more grit. And last year, I don't feel like they had enough grit on this team. Guys that were physical or physically imposing at times when needed to be. At times, it just felt like they were allowing people to move the puck at will and not really putting bodies on people. So if you have bigger players, you would assume that that's going to add more to that grit and more to that physical presence that that this team needed last year.
3: Yeah, you would assume. You would hope so. I mean, we could the roster and look at the height, weight all day long, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily tell you what's going to happen on the ice. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be more important this year then last year, and I'm not saying last year wasn't important, more important this year because y- you get off to the start and Doug Armstrong and Braden Chen are talking about work ethic, yeah. consistency, pride. Well, how can you deliver those three things? Playing that way, right? You know, we're not talking about – End-to-end rushes, skill plays, and that's how you're going to work on your consistency and your pride. No, it's going to be finishing checks. It's going to be playing hard. It's going to be that night when you're down 3-1, to Mm -hmm. and it ain't going 4-1 to because I'm going to smash somebody. And we're going to play blue-style hockey. And listen, I've been saying for a couple years now, Craig Berube can adapt. He can coach a team that has skill players, rush players. He can do that, but at the end of the day, his bread and butter is always going to be playing an aggressive style of hockey, and that's the type of lineup he's got this
2: year. Would you like your last question to be team-related or individual-related? <laughs> you can choose. You can choose. you Let's go individual. Okay. Greg Wyszynski has his 25 breakout stars at ESPN.com. Uh, players poised to become superstars. There's not a blue on the list. What blue is poised to become a superstar?
3: You know what? I'm still going to stick by... Jordan Cairo can be that guy. I, I really am. And and you might, in that situation, go with a Robert Thomas because we've mm-hmm. seen it more consistently and we've seen a better all-around game. But I think Jordan Cairo, and I talked to him a couple weeks ago for that story, you know, he's put in the time this offseason – It seems like he's got the awareness of where his game needs to go and we've already seen the talent I mean we're talking 37 goals for a guy who everybody considered had a bad season right and what's Robert Thomas said so many times already this year 50 goals Kyra's Mm -hmm. getting 50 he's got that talent he can be that guy and you
2: talk to everybody I've been at the rink a couple times now and nobody's worried about him advancing and being the player that they need him to be
3: yeah and you know there's gonna be nights where He doesn't play defense, and there's going to be nights where he doesn't get back, and the next morning you guys are going to start the show, and it's going to be, here we go again with Jordan Kyrie. I get it. It's going to happen. But big picture, it's not going to happen overnight. I get it. He's 24, 25 years old. Uh, But I think that when you have Craig Berube and Steve Ott and these guys in your ear – you're
2: going to get to that point. Yeah, he's going to be pretty good. JR, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, we anytime, appreciate it. guys. Anytime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. You don't want to stick around for bird watch? You want give us your bird You watch? can, you can bird More
2: than Where's, Where's the, the button, button over, over here? here? I want I always want to hit that
3: thing. All <laughs> <that
1: time>.
3: uh, <laughs>
2: right. Okay, <we're, laughs> are we... Uh, when, we need the... Uh, they lost last night, so it's a little different. Again? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> shocking, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, can you give them the uh, official one, though, oh, okay. Matthew? Because... Of losses. There, there we, we go. go. Oh, yeah. a lot of bird yeah. droppings. <laughs> so, oh, I was in the car. How about that? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Right. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.